I've had a I've had a gutful of this one, Carl. I've had an absolute gutful. I'm um, I really want to call this out. Tire degradation. I'm done. I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sick of having to watch drivers just tiptoe around in race format when we know how much faster they can go on these cars. And the reason I'm picking this weekend to talk about it is it is going to be the story of tomorrow morning when we all get up and read our papers to see who won the race. It's going to be who could drive around the fastest of the slowest on the slowest of the fastest tyres. And it is so hard to explain. I want to put it front and centre it's time to change the rules so that the drivers must push as hard as they can on every available tyre compound in a race weekend. I'm going to call it the Qatar rule, where you have the a Qatar maximum rule. lap count on each tyre. Yeah, on, on each tyre compound. You can allow for the strategy. You can try the different ones. But we need them pushing, leaning on these tyres, mate. Where do you stand on tyre deg? This is a juicy one. I like it. Um, there's a few factors here. Tire degradation for me went hand in hand with, with refueling. When we were actually refueling cars and the, the, you had the weight disadvantage as well, it meant it actually allowed for over, better overtaking opportunities. You didn't need DRS systems, the drag reduction system that we see, you know, that's been around for the last, I don't know, seven or eight seasons or something. You didn't need it because there was such a differential in speed between all the cars. So the degradation worked nicely with the refueling. But I've got to say, Oh, as much as it, I don't like agreeing with you, Cam. <laughs> I the Qatar race to see them pushing like quality lap after quality lap in that race, seeing them, yeah. I don't want to see anyone injured or hurt, of course, absolutely not. But to see them physically challenged in the cars, you know, they were they were slugging it out at Qatar. It was it was brutal, and it provided an interesting race. So I think you've got. You've got some validity to it. But the other thing well, I just want to mention, because there's a big issue, the cars have become so extremely fast now that Pirelli is the, arguably one of, if not the best tyre manufacturer on the planet. They cannot produce a tyre that is, is up, to the, up to all of the demands that the F1 drivers and the teams wish for. It's, it's like, it's beyond physics. I'm not asking Pirelli. This is actually not a crack at Pirelli in any way, shape or form. We know that they managed to re-secure the contract and, um, and that, you know, Bridgestone came, came running at them, like uh, I think it was, and, and they've had their contract in, you know, in uh, times Forever. gone by. But this is actually, it, it, isn't, it isn't about Pirelli or the tyre because you're right, you can't build a tyre that can last forever. And if we try and make one tyre the only compound they race on, we end up with slower race cars and we build cars where you can't pass and other bits and pieces. I like the different compound variations. I like having to choose and alternate throughout the weekend when we don't have refuelling, as we don't. Uh, and, and I'm not suggesting we bring refuelling back in. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I've run some numbers on this, Carl, and, and Pirelli were good enough to put them up on their social media. So if anyone else wants to jump on, you can actually grab these and check this out. Jump onto their social media account, whether it's on X or any of the others. But the fastest lap time by compound during practice or quality on the Friday. The hard compound, they brought the C2. So for those of you that are new to Formula One, C1 is the hardest of all compounds, um, therefore the slowest but the longest life. Um, and that's they've got a five range, I guess, C1 to C5. C1 being the hardest, C5 being the softest. They've say, taken C2, C3 and C4 with them to Sao Paulo. So it's quite a hard tyre. The hardest, uh, the fastest lap time they saw on a C2 tyre, hard tyre, was by Fernando Alonso in the Aston Martin, a 112.6. 
The fastest medium compound, C3, was by George Russell with a Mercedes, a 111.8. So you're nearly a second faster on that tyre. And then you go to the soft compound, C4. The fastest driver of all wasn't your pole sitter, Max Verstappen. It was actually Lando Norris in the McLaren, a 110.0. So you've got a 2.6 second uh, delta between the hard and the soft tyre. But then, Carl, that's great in qualifying trim. Come the race sprint we saw yesterday, or sorry, well, this morning, last night, whenever, wherever you are, the fastest medium tyre was Kevin Magnussen with a 115.4. So nearly four seconds slower than what we saw on the same tyre in qualifying trim. The soft compound tyre, George Russell, a 114.4. So it was 4.4 seconds slower than the fastest time we saw from Lando Norris. That is ridiculous. That needs to be fixed. And we need to see the race lap and the qualifying lap closer than that. Yeah, but the one thing you're, you're skipping out on here is the heavy fuel load for the race versus light fuel load for qualifying. I know that the cars, after they go through Parc Ferme, after the race, they have to remain as they were in qualifying trips. Gone are the days, you know, 15, 20 years ago when you'd have a qualifying setup for the car and then the guys would be working till three o'clock in the morning overnight to, to tweak it back to the best possible race car. What I do like about your track limits today, Cam, is that it might bring some of the, uh, some of the teams that are struggling on tyre wear and degradation, like Ferrari this year has been, the one that always comes to mind, Maybe it brings them to the pointy end of the grid and makes for better racing, possibly. But playing devil's advocate, oh, I, how long I think I think absolutely it will bring them to the fore. But yeah, you keep going. So devil's advocate, how long before these incredibly intelligent engineers and race teams adapt to the rule changes and we end up with a you know with a similar scenario? So, I mean, you've got to keep them on their toes. I mean. The best weekends we've had are where the teams have been challenged. What We spoke about it last week. I love the weekends where we saw Charles Leclerc and uh, Lewis Hamilton disqualified because of this, uh, this rule with the, the plank underneath the car. That was because they didn't have the time and practice to get it right. I, I think you scrap the, the number of you know, practice sessions or, and, and limit the number of practice time. And, and I, maybe, maybe it's the number of uh, – maybe it's – there is a minimum number of pit stops in a race like we had at Qatar. And that would, I reckon, they'd be pretty bloody entertaining, if you ask me. So this is, this is where I'm getting to. I think Qatar showed us you've got to run all three compounds of tyre during a race. You can't run any tyre longer than 18 laps or whatever it is. And that can be anything that you've brought in, even the used sets you bring into the race. So I really liked that. But this is the bit why it's going to be so... Uh, it's going to be the story of tomorrow, put it that way. Because uh, Alex Elbin from Williams said, the, and I think his quote was, the hard tyres, uh, something along the lines, are horrendous around this circuit and that the softs are the only tyre that offer any grip, but they die in life very quickly. So it's going to be a tyre degradation race. And then you look at all the comments from the sprint race and everything talks about, I didn't manage my tyres well enough. Oscar Piastri says, I used up too much of my tyre early on in the stint, therefore I wasn't able to defend when Daniel came back at me, but I felt I had a better car. You had Sergio Perez say the same thing, I used up too much tyre early. I think Max it's... Verstappen, one of the things about their cars, and I can see you down my little jitsy link here, just shaking me off. And I'm telling you, mate, we've got to do something about tyre dead because I'm a commentator that has to spend my time 
telling first-time fans, new fans, about why some of the fastest drivers and cars in the world are driving around so slowly. And for me as a commentator, as much as it's great for the purists who love strategy racing and it's like people that love Tour de France cycling on a three-week race where you can see one day and one little move can make a difference, it is a very difficult thing to bring new people into our sport. Yeah, look, you, you do have some good points there. There's a lot of different facets to it. I put myself firstly in the shoes of the drivers and they, they, want, to, they want to do quality laps all day long. They don't want to have to nurse tyres. It's, yes, it's an art form in itself. Um, but from the team's, team's perspective, they want to be creative with strategies. And, and it, by having a minimum number of pit stops, you're not going to have someone off the last row of the grid going, you know what, instead of a three-stop that everyone else is doing, we're going we're gonna to tackle a one-stop and just try and nurse our tyres and hope for a late safety car or whatever it might be. So I've, there's, always, there's always pros and cons, um, which sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but there's so much to consider with that. I, I love the idea of it, and, and I think Formula One... In, in the place that it's at at the moment, they're sort of they're quite open-minded, I think, to experimenting with different rules. I mean, the fact that the sprint race came in, you know, I reckon we are uh, going to talk to Stefano and see if we can make this happen, Cam. <laughs>